Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of Employment Matters brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor employment lawyers from the best law firms from around the world. I'm Steve Hirschfeld, and I'm your host. Today is a special day. It's Tuesday, which means it's Travel Tuesday, and that's where each week we get a chance to dial in one of our members from around the world to share with us important things that we need to know about doing business in their jurisdiction. And today we've got a very special guest, and that's someone who's gonna talk about the great state of Hawaii, which obviously is a unique place to do business. And so today I'll be talking to Trisha Gibo, who is a director and attorney at ESNA in Honolulu. So Trisha, how are you today? Good, thank you for having me, Steve. Great, well, it's great to see you. And you know, a lot of folks that are outside the United States really don't know a lot about Hawaii other than it's an amazing place to vacation. But what's it like to do business there? That's a whole different ballgame, Trisha, right? So maybe you could give our listeners a, a sense for what's Hawaii like as a place to do business? Surprising to, I think, many people that may be listening in, Hawaii is actually, even though that we are part of the United States, we are a very, very pro-employee state. A lot more of than that, California? Even more, more than, than California, wow. which is which is often very surprising to us and, and to a lot of people. You know, I will say though, you know, California certainly has its own pro-employee things as well, but Hawaii tends to be out in the middle of the ocean. And we like to say similar kinds of things with respect to the way that business is done here. Well, and I know that you folks are very heavily unionized, which is kind of a sort of bucking the trend in the rest of the country, right? What's the current percentage of the workforce that's unionized and what industries do they tend to dominate in? You know, I haven't gotten the the most recent percentages in terms of how unionized we are, but we are one of the, or if not the highest percentage of union membership in the entire nation. The biggest unions that we currently have in Hawaii are generally government employees. So we have government employees. The teachers union is also very big, but generally any industry that you can think of, it is more likely than not that there is a union in the state of Hawaii. I know that, you know, hospitality is obviously massive, right? That's probably, is that your biggest industry in Hawaii? It's not the biggest industry, but certainly is one that is largely unionized. So all the big hotel chains, for example, in Waikiki, are they all unionized pretty much? For the most part. And particularly, you know, there's only a handful of different unions that have essentially scooped up all of the Waikiki hotels. Same thing goes for the other islands as well. A lot of unionization. It is very rare that you will have an ununionized hotel in the state of Hawaii. It's interesting. I just assumed hospitality was number one. What are the other big industries in the state? I mean, hospitality certainly is a large one, but just tourism on as an overall industry, certainly the driving force in Hawaii. It's no surprise since we are an island state, people do want to visit us. And because of that, we heavily rely on on visitors. Some of the other industries that drive our economy, though, include some specialized agriculture, again, due to where we are located in the world. But we also have a large military presence, specifically because, again, of our location in the middle of the Pacific. We're home to the U.S. Pacific Fleet lots of different military bases, which means that a lot of federal government contracting drives our economy as well. You know, on the non-human front, we're talking about things like hiring and firing. 
How much different is it in a place like Hawaii versus California, New York, or one of the other states? I mean, Hawaii is an at-will employment state, which, you know, is the same as it, as it goes for most of the United States. The thing that makes it different and a little bit more difficult to operate in Hawaii is that there is a lot of state statutory laws, regulations that essentially expand on employee rights in the state. So, for example, discrimination rights. Oftentimes you have, you know, the federal law, we certainly exceed the the federal mandates with respect to certain protected classifications. But that goes really for any set of employment laws, whether it's wage and hour, safety laws. We just tend to be very protectionist of our employees in Hawaii. So, you know, California, our state, they've basically been forcing employers no longer to use arbitration, right? It's become a real controversial point also in Washington, D.C. Is that true in Hawaii or can, let's say I set up a new business in Honolulu, can I require my employees to sign arbitration agreements? As it stands now, there's nothing currently that prohibits employers from asking employees to sign arbitration agreements. What generally happens, though, in Hawaii is that once you try and enforce those agreements, it is very difficult under state law and in state courts to compel people to engage in arbitration. Hawaii tends to be a state that does like to have settlement of disputes as early as possible, but certainly does not like to compel employees to do a whole lot of things, and arbitration is one of them. So, Tricia, if I'm a company that's operating, let's say, 10 or 15 states in the U.S., and I have a set of employment policies and rules, you know, like an employee handbook, does it tend to have to be written differently for your state versus others? And if so, what do you recommend that employers do? How do they use you to help in terms of compliance? Absolutely. I think, you know, in many states, that's the way it is, right? There's certainly differences with every state across the United States, but particularly in Hawaii, when we have a business that is trying to set up or is trying to expand in Hawaii, we ask them, hey, what's what your policies look like? Let's see if you have all of the requisite things, not only with respect to discrimination, but also the benefits, right? Which is normally the larger differing factor for Hawaii. So For example, we have medical requirements, medical insurance requirements for certain employees, all of the different varieties of leave benefits, definitely a need for differing policies in the state of Hawaii and certainly something that we see often in in our firm. Maybe to wrap things up, what might be interesting for folks to understand is how unusual the racial and ethnic makeup of the islands is. I don't think a lot of people understand that and the challenges that sometimes creates when you're an overseas company, let's say, or even somebody from the mainland setting up a business in Hawaii. Can you give folks a sense from just an HR perspective? What are the challenges that you tend to see companies running into along those lines? Definitely a lot of issues with not just, you know, racial and ethnic diversity, but even just culturally, right? So Oftentimes when companies come from out of state to Hawaii and, you know, with most locations, but particularly in Hawaii, there's a certain local culture that needs to be understood and woven into your day-to-day practice. So a lot of HR issues stemming from demographics anyway, include the fact that we are a state where predominantly a lot of people came here as immigrants to work. So there is a lot of different racial and ethnic groups that come here. Layer on top of that, you have people that are new to the island. So not even just specific 
cultural differences to certain ethnic and racial groups, but just the fact that Hawaii as a state has its own culture, it tends to require a lot of finesse in terms of how you operate and how you place the right people in those supervisory positions to make sure you smoothen and make sure everyone works the best together. That's great advice. Well, look, this has been great. Trisha, it's, of course, terrific seeing you as always. If you'd like to connect with Trisha or her law firm, all you need to do is click on her bio. That's by her name in the description of this podcast. And certainly feel free to visit ela.law to receive invitations to upcoming webinars, to download our white papers, and to get access to our on-demand content from our online library, particularly free access to the ELA's Global Employer Handbook, which is a 50-state, 100-country compliance platform on hiring and firing every place in the world. You've been listening to Employment Matters, a podcast brought to you by the Employment Law Alliance, the world's largest network of labor employment lawyers from the best law firms around the world. I'm Steve Hirschfeld. Thanks for listening.